Hi, I'm Simon Rushton and this is Taxi Chronicles podcast. On this podcast, we spontaneously interview unsuspecting passengers with their permission, allowing them to share their intimate life stories and concerns. As our slogan states, real riders, real stories. Some riders prefer to be anonymous, while others ask me to tell their story later on. Either way, there are all genuine 5 to 10 minutes stories. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another rider, another story. We've got a beautiful lady here. At first I thought she was from Asia, but then she said, no, she's actually a, a multicultural concoction. <laughs> to put it this way, I said she was the Asian Beyonce. <laughs> so if you can think of Beyonce's my brothers out there, then you know what we're talking about. But putting that aside, she's got a brain to her. And she's a priceless brain, as you could say, because she deals with gems and jewels and jewellery. And uh, we had a conversation, well, we are having a conversation about jewellery and we'll probably continue with that. And she's also a dancer. And so that's another story in itself. But anyway, nice to have you here, Cece. Hey, nice to be here. And I nearly forgot she does... Is your podcast it yourself, you said? Uh, no, I actually do modelling, but I use my social media platform oh, okay. as my okay. work. Okay, well, there so. you have it. There you have it, guys and ladies. So, you were talking about the jury, yeah. Hatton Gardens yeah. area. How's yeah. that going, the business? Um, it's, it's okay. It's obviously a little bit slow due to COVID, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're still working. What made you want to get into that industry? Well, I work as part of like a family business, Mm -hmm. so I kind of grew into it. Like I've always kind of built my knowledge on jewellery, watches, gold, um, the the gold market, like from young, like I've kind of just grown into it. But Mm -hmm. because obviously after studying and going to school and stuff, I I started doing like marketing and Mm -hmm. um, business. So it kind of made sense for me to like take on like the admin side of like the jewelry and stuff and then it just turned into kind of like a passion to the point where now um me and my cousins have our own jewelers and yeah okay. we're just kind of mm. so how many make years, it. how many years have you been doing that for then um about two two and a half years now okay but our shop's been open for about 10 15 years Okay, so you've took over from somebody else. Yeah, I, I work for my uncle who owns the shop, but we've kind of like they mostly sell like jewels and like gems and pristine jewelry, some more like engagement ring necklaces. But now me and my cousins have kind of opened up in the world of like watches and mm-hmm. like. So you've got your section within diamonds. the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So so we kind of branched open and kind of used social media to mm-hmm. kind of market so it's something your uncle probably is not really interested in yeah. doing yeah yeah but yeah, you guys said okay we'll do it but this is our we're going to partner we're yeah, not going to do literally. yeah yeah no i see that makes perfect sense yeah so what um how do you get the concept of you say you right you're doing watches mm-hmm. you've got jewels what mm-hmm. are ju- uh, gems Mm-hmm. Is that like from Afghanistan? Those kind uh, so of our diamonds are actually from Sri Lanka. Okay. Um, we obviously we can get comp- like different diamonds from wherever, but we obviously specialize in like jewelry and like gold from Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's all. How do you integrate the watches? Are the watches just like Rolexes and stuff, um, or are they handcrafted? Hand yeah, we we usually sell like Rolexes, Cartiers, all the Um You name it. Oh, okay. okay. You name it. Uh, but um, yeah. It, it, can you spot a can you spot a quality watch from a fake watch straight away? Yeah, yeah. By looking at things that you wouldn't look at in jewelry. So in give terms us give us like, some hints. So some, some like things, little tips. Obviously, to look the out first for. thing you would look out for is the dial. You want to check that the Rolex is gliding, not tick-tocking oh is it um, so when you yeah. say so it just goes so it so just it should, yeah it should so just, it just slide around smoothly yeah why not tick-tocking that's not what we do yeah but if it's a rolex watch yeah then it wouldn't TikTok. It, it wouldn't tick-tock mm -mm. so those old kind of that's a something of something you would need to of the old for. days yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it could be a TikTok, but it have to be a vintage watch. Very vintage. Very, and then it's going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I feel like it'd be very difficult to get hold of that. But a lot of um, Rolexes, they don't, they have that like that's part of like their stamp as a brand to kind okay. of have the same. Mm -hmm. What's your most preferred watch? Oh. Um, I do like a chocolate face Rolex or a Sky Dweller Rolex or even. So it's all Rolex basically. I do like an Audemars Baguette, but I just feel like price wise they're just kind of crazy, but eventually. I always like the Brightlands. Really? Yeah, I like the Brightlands. Maybe it's yeah. because it's more macho, but you can actually use it for. Um, I know when we were in the military, you had the yeah. aviation. Yeah. So you can go high altitude or deep down under pressure and the watches still hold their own. Yeah. But Rolex is something just for fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, just for dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's got no real, like, what, what is it? What can it really do? Mm-hmm. If you I, see, see of what course, I mean. Of course. I completely, I completely feel you on that one. I feel like for, for Rolex, it is about image and also investment mm -hmm. it's a good investment but it's not necessarily something that everybody prefers mm -hmm. i feel like mostly the younger generation are kind of into mm -hmm. the fashion of watches instead of actually the watch you know mm -hmm. so you're most of you are you sell jewelry you mm -hmm. so you sell yeah the jewelry for the weddings mm -hmm. have you found it a drop in, in selling those things because I've seen quite a few weddings going on. Mm -hmm. I've had quite a few to taxiing around quite a few people mm -hmm. going to weddings, even though they're very small, what, mm -hmm. 15 or 30 people. Yeah. Uh, have you found it's increased? Or? During the corona time? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't feel like it's increased. I feel like it's kind of decreased. Because there's a lot of breakups, but there's been a lot of babies being yeah. born or people being pregnant, I should say. I feel like engagement rings are much more popular than wedding rings. We get a lot of sales for engagement rings okay. and not so much the wedding ring. So 
Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of the difference. Yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, take what you want from that, but... So what's the difference between yeah. an engagement ring and a wedding ring, apart from the actual, we know, ones for when you get married, ones for the engagement? Look-wise, design-wise, how would you be able to tell the difference? It does completely depend on what, obviously, you prefer and, obviously, how much you would want to spend. But, realistically, the engagement ring is more blingy than the wedding ring, usually. In, okay. in our case especially in my shop I feel like a lot of people that do come to buy um, engagement rings or wedding rings tend to be kind of the older generation mm -hmm. and they prefer to get wedding rings that are a lot more bold and a lot more plainer and a lot more just like the traditional mm. band I suppose that's because you're going to be wearing your wedding ring for, every for the day. the rest of your life, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And if you have a big rock on your hand all the time, you're always subject to being mugged. Of course. But if you've got a... And also, yeah. sorry to stop you, the metal can be more expensive, plain. Or, or not, not necessarily plain, but plainer than some of our engagement rings. Okay. Because oh. it's more gold. Okay. So, you said you were an artist, moving on. <laughs> you were what, a dancer and... Um, yeah, performing arts. Performing arts. So, tell us, what kind of performing arts? Um, I've done singing, dancing and acting from like the age of five Okay. now. I still do it, but because I've kind of got that little bit older and I feel like <clears throat> it's very hard to create a career from being a dancer it's not impossible but it's very difficult especially when you grow and you you know when you're you're a kid you kind of get put into things through what your parents think that you should do and kind of like hobbies and stuff but when you get older and it comes to actually having to financially support yourself and going through like school education you, you get like sorry <clears throat> to just breathe properly um you get like a lot I, I feel like personally for me i've been like exposed to so much more mm -hmm. things to the point where now it's like i've kind of seen that i'm good at so many different things that it's like i don't just have dancing mm -hmm. to back me up you know but um yeah i i, I feel like performing art is a hobby it's something that i'll always do and it will be part of my character forever mm -hmm. but not necessarily a job mm -hmm. it's just something i just love to do have no. you done any adverts or any... I have I've well. done um, Billy Elliot and oh. I've done what I was telling the Chocolate Factory when I was younger, I was about four. And these are all adverts? No, these were West End shows. Oh, West End shows. Yeah, I haven't done any adverts. Okay. But um, okay. yeah, There's I mostly was time. into the musical theatre side of things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just... Got put into it. I performed in the Royal Albert Hall, Her Majesty's Theatre. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, what motivates you? You sound like you're quite busy. You've got your own business. You're doing your acting. Yeah. Yeah. You're dancing. What motivates you? I think just trying to be happy. I feel like also I want to give back to my family and my parents, and I think that's my biggest motivation is the fact that like that's what makes me happy being able to like give back to my mom and like help out my family mm -hmm. that's what 
talisman of Amy. It sounds so cliche, mm -hmm. but it really, it really makes me happy. And I feel like I chase a lot that makes me happy. I went through a very dark time where <clears throat> I found it hard getting that motivation and just felt like giving up and stuff and I feel like coming out of that place has also motivated me because it's like I don't want to go back there so it's like you got to work hard in life you know mm -hmm. and I like nice things so going yeah. going back to the jeweler business mm -hmm. what would you say that you've learned that you wish you knew when you had started hmm. there's a lot of things Tell us. I feel like, as weird as it might sound, um, the bad side of things that that not everything is gonna be a win, not everything is gonna be a success, and I feel like you have to go through things to come out more stronger and learn. So I've taken a lot of losses, and in terms of like financial losses, I think. I just I would want to learn how to kind of deal with that or know how to kind of face that but I feel like the only way that you can learn it's hard to talk without being so like detailed I don't really want to go into detail okay. but in general I feel like we can be with any any business you can kind of face a lot of like financial obstacles and you wouldn't really know how to deal with it until you go through it and then you have to come out stronger you know what I mean mm. but I would love to know now how to deal with certain clients and certain you know, deals how oh. I do now at the beginning when I first started. Are we talking without going obviously you said you didn't want to go into great detail. Mm. Are we referring to the clients as in the customers or the <coughs> the retail like the suppliers, sorry? Um both but mainly customers. You can yeah, it's it's, it's jewelry in it, it's worth a lot. It's hard to to know who you're dealing with, especially new customers and clients. And obviously, help building that trust between you and your client because you would want somebody to come and feel comfortable spending a lot of cash with you, or mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So it's kind of. Have you seen that Netflix film Uncut? I actually haven't. I don't get time to watch TV. Okay. But, um, well, that's probably a positive thing. But that's I'm a very good go film. That's a very good movie. Lockdown number two is here, so. I'm going to have to get into movies, but what did you say it was called Uncut? Uncut. It's Adam Sandler. Yeah. And it's actually about the diamond business. Oh, okay. And jewellery business. And okay. a lot of what you're hinting yeah. is what he actually goes through. Yeah. And um, he's... Uh, it, I won't give away too much. Yeah. But it's a very, very good watch. Yeah. It's not comedy, comedy or anything like that. It's uh -huh. a serious thing, yeah. but it's done very well. And um, I spoke to a professional gambler, mm -hmm. and he said he and his missus um, had to turn it off because really? it, it, it hit too close to home. Really? Yeah, he said they couldn't watch it. They, they, it was really good, yeah. but they just, they saw themselves. Oh, yeah, so see, that, that deep. It's going to have to be summer I have to go home and put on. Yeah. I, I like to, I enjoy um, films like that where it's kind of like real life situations and scenarios. Mm -hmm. I'm quite empathetic, so it might actually touch me. Yeah, well, we're, we're, maybe if there's an interview too, then we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Mm. So, where can people find you if they're hearing about this or anything? 
you could find me on Instagram under the handle of Cece Kylie. So that's C-C-K-I-E-L-Y-Y. Um, I also do modeling and I post pictures on Instagram for my followers. Okay. But um, also Hand Garden and Menard Jewelers. Okay. Make sure you guys yeah. come through if you need any jewelry. <laughs> and the last question is, What's the impact you want to have on the world? Um, I feel like I want to help people and I want to just give back. So, I don't even know. Whatever situation or opportunity that comes my way and I feel like I can help and it will benefit other people, then that's, that's what I feel like I should do. I feel like my purpose is to obviously go off topic and stuff. I just like want to help people so bad like in terms of like I would love to adopt children I would love to open up my own charity I'd love to go back home to my country and build a business like these are kind of things that yeah make me happy and I feel like that's why I'm here kind of mm -hmm. you know but yeah build something that I, a legacy that I can also leave behind for my children mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. Well, thanks for that, and we wish you luck. Thank you for having me. We hoped you liked that episode. Keeping in mind, we never know who we're going to interview. We post twice a day, 8am and 5pm GMT. Have you ever considered the future economies to invest in? Why not listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories? considering Africa has the fastest growing economies and population on Earth and has done for many years. It holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. We publish twice a week, Tuesday with a guest investor and Fridays talking about investment, politics and history, providing a clear understanding for any potential investor.